Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Alsaya Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and on Instagram. I am so excited to share this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast with you because not only am I talking to one of my friends, Christina, but this is going to be the first episode in a new series that we are doing called The Deconstruction Diaries. As I go through recording season five of the Jesus Witch podcast, I realize how much I love hearing people's deconstruction journeys. I love hearing why they left the church, what made them leave, resources that helped them, and where they are now in their spiritual path. Even if the person I'm talking to doesn't end up as a Jesus witch or a Christian or even a spiritual person at all, I just love hearing the journeys that people go through on their lives and the things that they learn and where they are now and what they've gained from everything they went through. So on this series, I'm going to be talking to different people about their paths and just learning about them and opening a conversation for all different types of people to have here on the podcast. But here's where you come in. I need guests and people to talk to on the Deconstruction Diaries. So if you would like to talk to me about your deconstruction journey, what helped you through it, and your spiritual path now for the Jesus Witch Podcast, click the link that's in the show notes page to the Google form and submit your story there. I also wanted to tell you about something new that we're offering to help make the Jesus Witch Podcast accessible to everyone. If you are in our free Discord group, the Jesus Witch Church, you would know our church staff, Charlie. They came up with the idea to transcribe each episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast, so now not only will the podcast be available in audio format, but it will also be available in written format as well. Our goal with providing this is to make the podcast more accessible for people who may have a little bit of trouble processing audio. I feel like this will also help people who are taking notes and trying to learn from the Jesus Witch podcast because everything will be written out for you already. And I know that I am an Aries Mercury, so sometimes I talk a little bit fast and having a written version of the podcast will be able to make some of my mumblings a little bit more understandable. So the way that we're going to be able to get these audio transcriptions to you is through Patreon. We created a new Patreon tier called the Mercury tier because Mercury is all about communication. And by becoming a Patreon supporter in that tier, you will get weekly audio transcriptions of the Jesus Witch podcast. This includes new episodes that are being posted weekly, and Charlie's going to go through the backlog of the Jesus Witch podcast to transcribe all of those episodes as well. And becoming a Patreon supporter in this tier also gives you access to our secret Discord group that's within the Jesus Witch Church that's specifically for Patreon supporters to have more direct access to me. And to become a Mercury Patreon supporter, it is only $2.22 a month. We wanted this tier to be extremely accessible and affordable to everybody, which is why we decided to charge less than $3 a month. If you would like to help support the Jesus Witch Podcast by becoming a Mercury Patreon supporter or a Patreon supporter in any of the other tiers, you can click the link that's in the show notes page to find our Patreon. And don't forget to subscribe to the Jesus Witch Podcast on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on and give us a five-star review because that really helps get the word out about the show. So here's my conversation with Christina, and thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. So this week on the Jesus Witch Podcast, I'm talking to one of my friends, Christina. Christina, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, so my name is Christina. Um, I am kind of like a closeted Jesus Witch, I guess. <laughs> but I, uh, you know, met Lena through TikTok, and I just love all her content. And yeah, I'm just here to support. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate you being here and taking the time out of your day to talk to me about your journey. Um, so we're going to be like talking about like deconstruction and how that led you to witchery and like specifically ancestor work. But mm-hmm. before we get into that, I want to know what is your like past relationship with religion and with the church and, you know, Jesus in general? Do you like yeah, so, question? 
Right. I know. Just the most lighthearted mm-hmm. question ever. <laughs> well, you know, um, I definitely don't want to have one of those like, well, you know, I was born on this day kind of stories. But um, I guess I kind of just grew up with religion, um, more specifically, like evangelical Christianity. Um, you know, that whole like satanic panic of the 1990s and like the craziness. Um, and then I kind of had a no pun intended come to Jesus moment. <laughs> In uh, like I would say like maybe like 2011, I would have referred to that as like the day I got saved, quote unquote. Um, kind of had like a really just like my own evangelical kind of like path with Jesus, even though like I was always attracted to things that were witchy, so to speak. But of course, raised to think that that was gonna send me to hell and whatever, so just never touched it. Um, and then I just had a couple personal things happen to me, maybe like around 2021, 20, where I started to question my own beliefs, like things were just really getting tested. And so I was like, okay, you know, how real is this stuff that I believe that being evangelical Christianity. And through that, I just found a freedom when it came to like deconstruction, as I started to just kind of pull away the things that I was taught and more so went on my own path, like I realized like, hey, I can love witchy stuff and I can do ancestor work and also follow after Jesus. Like it's not one or the other. And so that's kind of what's led me to where I am today. That's really cool. And I love how like it kind of, I feel like your story is like mine where you didn't ever stop believing in Jesus or like lose a relationship with him. You kind of just evolved. And I think that's mm-hmm. like a really... Uh, cool like thing to experience with him so mm-hmm. what what did your deconstruction journey like look like how did it look like when you were starting to be exposed to like witchery and like ancestor work and like um specifically what did that like questioning period of the church like look like for you well honestly I'll say I think the biggest like kickstarter to it was astrology believe it or not like I have always been interested that I believe right? that like, mm-hmm. I've I've always loved astrology, but I just knew it was quote unquote wrong. So I would say like, yeah, there's truth to it, but it's just, I don't know. Like I I can't reconcile it. Like on one hand, I'm being told that it's Satan and it's like gonna, you know, just throw me off the path of following Jesus. But then at the same time, I'm like, but it's true. Like, how could something be true and be wrong? (laughs) Like, I was so confused, but, um, yeah, in 2021, I really started, like my faith started getting tested. Um, I had just started a divorce and it was just like a whole mess of personal stuff. Um, and seeing people's reactions to it, I was a little surprised. Like it was one of those moments where you're like, Hey, you're not really walking the walk, so to speak. Um, but yeah, long story short, I just started to think, well, what if I did follow astrology? What if I did do the things that I feel like I'm supposed to do? And at the same time, like like you said, I never lost that relationship with Jesus. Like, I do think he was something special. And I still question, like, what? You know, like, right now, my relationship with him is where I treat him more like a deity. Um, but that can change. And that's okay. Like, I know some people that have deconstructed that want nothing to do with him. And I know some that, you know, really not much has changed. So it's a really vast spectrum. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just, 
as I, like I said, as I started to kind of just do my own research, I realized that a lot of things weren't really aligning to his teachings. And so I just said, well, you know what, I'm just going to follow in his example. And some of that came, you know, with uh, my ancestors, like I said, just getting in touch with them and knowing that some of them may have been like Catholic. Some of them may have even had like different expressions of the Christianity that I knew, you know, and that was a whole world in and of itself. Just learning that people across the world celebrate just Christianity differently than I do. You know, like my one American little way wasn't the only way to do it. And so that's pretty much like what opened, it just swung the door open for me. And I felt like Jesus was kind of like, well, just pick the way that you like the most. Like, I'm going to respect whatever you do. Just pick whichever one you like. Yeah, so, you very much that vibe. Yeah. You know. I'm sorry, did I cut you off? No, 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 you're good. You're good. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> no, because I wanted to say, like, I agree with you that, like, it's it's really mind-blowing when you learn how broad Christianity is because there is very much like um this very much like evangelical American bubble and like I'm somebody who grew up Roman Catholic and even as somebody who grew up Roman Catholic I was like wow like it's weird that we kind of do it this way because like look at like look at evangelicalism and that whole like the whole like um bells and whistles of it you know like the big church with the the cool contemporary christian music like i am a sucker for a good worship song like you get me in a church that's got a bopping band and i'm like down like right at the altar like praise jesus like lord like that gets me you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. like it's so like there's definitely this allure to it and there's definitely like this almost like hollywood glamour to christianity when you bring it into this like american like evangelicalized culture which like honestly it could be a real um case study on america itself and like the oh, yeah. attitude you know what i'm saying but mm -hmm. um it's almost like we took this like really like personal thing and like monetized it and made it like super like almost like a spectacle of what it's supposed to be like granted mm -hmm. worship music's great like i will listen to elevation worship like ride or die like that's like great <laughs> like kind of thing but you know you mm -hmm. also have to understand that you know, sometimes these churches do not have like the best um, intentions in mind for their members, you know? Mm -hmm. And now a quick break from our show to talk about a few different ways you can help support the Jesus Witch Podcast. One way you can help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast is by becoming a Patreon supporter of the show. Every supporter of the Jesus Witch Podcast on Patreon gets access to our monthly community oracle card readings, as well as access to a secret Discord channel in the Jesus Witch Church. In that channel, you can leave any Jesus Witch questions or suggestions that you may have, and it's just a better place for us to connect as a Patreon community. We currently have five different Patreon tiers for you to choose from to help expand your knowledge on Jesus and Christian witchery. The first tier that we offer is the Mercury tier, and this provides written transcripts of each episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast to make them more accessible and easier to take notes from. The next tier that we have is The Fool, and that provides early access to the Jesus Witch Podcast, as well as ad-free episodes. The following tier is The Magician tier, which helps to expand your Jesus Witch knowledge with tarot spreads to help you connect with the Abrahamic Pantheon and monthly Bible-based spellbook pages. In the Hierophant tier, we go even further with Bible-based spellwork. Each month, members of this tier get access to an additional Bible-based spellbook page. I also send you a mini spell kit every single month with the ingredients to cast your spell. With this tier, you also get access to a monthly spellcasting circle that happens over Zoom where we cast the spell together and it's a really fun time. Our final tier is the High Priestess tier. 
This tier gets everything from the previous tiers as well as a one-on-one call with me over Zoom every single month to talk about your practice, where it's going, and what your goals are spiritually. Another way to help support the Jesus Witch Podcast is by shopping at the Sun and Moon Jesus Witchery Shop on Etsy. Over on my Etsy shop, I offer Talking to Jesus tarot readings, Christian Witch mystery boxes, Bible-based spell oils, astrology readings, and so much more. You can also help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast by sending a donation directly to my PayPal or Cash App. You can find the links to both of those or any of the other ways to help support the Jesus Witch Podcast in the show notes page. And a quick reminder, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcasting app you're currently listening to us on. And give us a rating of five stars because that helps to get the word out about the show. If you would like to connect with me further, be sure to join our free Discord group, The Jesus Witch Church, and give me a follow on TikTok and on Instagram at Lena the Jesus Witch. Now let's go back to our show. And honestly, like even, and I've kind of like had to grow in my own um, way of seeing it because at first I kind of wanted to put the blame on them and be like, oh, they know what they're doing. But I like, I try to see it. Maybe it's my Pisces Mars. I don't know. But I love seeing people like trying to understand like what, what makes them do the things they do, you know? So I don't like jump right away into like anger, but sometimes like I look at those churches and I'm like, well, you know, they're doing what they think is right. Like they're doing it most of the time, not always, but most of the time they're doing it with like a good intention of like, oh, I want what's best for this person. Just what Mm -hmm. they think is best is not what I would think is best. (laughs) Yeah. I I honestly, I agree with you too. And that's like something I had to like come to a point in my like deconstruction journey because like, I was like, wow, like are all these people who claim to like love Christ like actually like really that evil and I came to like the conclusion that like you know even what Jesus said when he was on the cross they don't know what they're doing they know not exactly so like they're just going with what their parents told them to do with what you know the evangelical society told them to do with what this like one version of the bible they think like told them to do they're really just Mm -hmm. doing these things and most of the time like with the like best you know, intentions at heart. And obviously we're not talking about like extremists, but we're talking oh, about no. like the normal, no. quote unquote, yeah. normal evangelicals that just like really don't get it, you know, mm-hmm. and don't get how what they're doing is harmful and like traumatic because they just genuinely are so traumatized themselves that they mm-hmm. think that this is right. Um, so that's also like a place where you kind of have to, you know, give other people, and this is like a really good point. I'm glad, I'm really glad that you brought this up because I feel like a lot of like, and I'm, I'm probably guilty of this myself because I'm a New Yorker, but like having like a little <laughs> of, a, <laughs> of a harsher, um, attitude towards evangelicals. But at the end of the day, I have like a lot of sympathy for them because they are just as deeply traumatized as you are, as I am, you know, mm-hmm. as people listening to this podcast are like, Exactly. We're all in the same boat, you know, with evangelical Christianity, except they're in one space and you're, you know, in another. And that's like what needs to be recognized. Like there needs to be more grace versus judgment, you know, and that's yeah. not for nothing. That is what Jesus would want. So uh, I know, darn, he did preach that. <laughs> yeah, you know, gotta, gotta listen to him sometimes. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, uh, but. I, I love that a lot and I love how you bring up ancestor work too and like specifically thinking about how like your ancestors might have not you know worshipped Christ in the same way that you did so like how did mm-hmm. how did what does ancestor work look like for you what conclusions have you come to like through that about like what they might have like looked like their relationship with Christ might have looked like you know what I'm saying you, you get me mm-hmm. so funny enough I've actually always been interested in um 
like I don't know the the actual term for it but it's just oh genealogy there you go I've always been interested in my own genealogy um I'm actually Cuban-American and so I have like some semblance of it but because I'm Cuban-American I lost a huge chunk of it just because those records are like lost in Cuba and they're just hard to I would have to physically go there to actually pull those birth certificates but long story short um I've always been interested in just like my own genealogy and history and whatnot. Um, so one of the first things I kind of turned to when I was questioning was, oh, well, I've heard people talk about ancestor work. You know, what does that mean for me? Um, and I started with my great grandmother, who I actually knew in real life. Like she was basically another mom to me. Um, and I was very close to her. And so I kind of like started with her and kind of thinking, well, what? what candles would she like? What um, offerings would she like? You know, what should I do? And it kind of just opened up from there. I personally feel like she's the one that guided me in saying like, oh, well, you know, there's this person and there's this person and there's that person. Like, we're all part of your spirit team. Um, and maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. I think she did. <laughs> but um, for me, it was thinking like, okay, well, I'm Cuban. So I know part of me is native because I have Taino history. I know part of me is um, African. Um, I'm not as connected with that side, but um, I know that that's part of my bloodline as well. Part of me is Spaniard. Part of me is, um, you know, Portuguese. Like, there's just a lot of mix. I mean, in the Hispanic community in general, but, you know, especially being Cuban. And so that kind of made me question, well, you know, I know some are Catholic for sure. But then what about if I go further back? Like, what if they were never introduced to Christianity? Where would they be? And so, you know, that just started like a whole series of researching and just thinking like, you know, thousands of years ago, like who were my people worshiping? What were they doing? And so I happen to think that they were a little more folky, you know, like they were more witchy, so to speak, <laughs> which is why I'm attracted to that kind of stuff. But um, I also know like my great grandma had like a passion for Jesus Um and so that that also is kind of stuck with me. So for me, the thing that feels the most fulfilling is just to mix them. You know, some other people may just want to stick with one pantheon or one, you know, whatever. But I kind of just have this odd mix of just a bunch of different people that are in my life. <laughs> and that's totally fine. Everybody's meant to have, you know, like whatever deities reach out to them. And like we go with whatever spirit, like, you know, follow or calls them to go with. And I feel like it's really like, you know, working backwards, like you said, like what would have um, they worshipped or who would they have worked with if they were not introduced to, to Christianity and to Jesus? I feel like that's a really important question to ask. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe it's a little harder because I'm like literally from that region. So it's like I would have been, re you know, worshipping the Canaanite deities, which ended up becoming, you know, what we worship right? anyway. So it's you know? like, okay. Uh, Although, like with my personal ancestry, I'm also half Italian, so I'm like, maybe I'll start looking into Roman gods like Venus and Lucifer. That looks interesting. Maybe, like, <laughs> maybe um, I don't know. Um, but <laughs> so I love that. I love that a lot, and I love the, the you know going back. I think that's really, really important. So, like you know, I, I, you you were talking about how like you would you know think about with your great grandmother specifically how you would think about like you know different candles she would like or colors or offerings or whatever like. 
Um, but how do you like incorporate that on a daily basis? Like what is your like daily ancestor work practice? Or, you know, sometimes, you know, let's be realistic when you're a parent and you're a witch, sometimes it's not a daily practice and it's more like an every couple of days practice. But when you get an intentional day, what does that look like for you? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I do have my kiddos. And so, you know, can't have everything be perfect. <laughs> Trust me, I get it. <laughs> on a good day. My rituals, um, I guess, like, again, I kind of mix the things I would do as an evangelical Christian, and I mix it with um, these practices that I've kind of, like, tested and tested in the sense to see if I resonate with them, because there's just some stuff I just don't, like, I've tried it, and I'm kind of just like, eh. Um, but on a good day, uh, I wake up, like, first just kind of expressing gratefulness for the day, Um I go, I light my candles. Uh, usually those are like ancestor candles along with a candle for Jesus and one specifically for um, Michael, the archangel. So then I have those candles done. I check on my offerings to see if like anything's kind of gone bad. If it's good, you know, we're good. Uh, I kind of just sit and pause in the morning, meditate. Like usually I've taken a sip of coffee at this point. <laughs> um, kind of just sit and pause again, just like, call out to the universe for a good day, um, you know, thank my ancestors for the work that they're doing kind of like behind the scenes, um, thank my spirit team. And then I kind of just try to set an intention to like be the most like Christ-like I can be, which for me, that just means being loving, like making a positive impact on people around me. Um, and then I kind of just go with the day from there. You know, if I have time, I try to like do tarot pools because I do like tarot a lot. I'm just not like, I'm still kind of a newbie to that stuff. So sometimes I don't trust my own intuition when I'm doing them. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Did I make, did I cheat somehow and like make it say what I wanted to say? <laughs> and I never do. Like, it always like tells me like, it's not you, <laughs> but I, um, you know, I've been reading tarot for like, how uh -huh. long Scott? Scott's going to be four this year. So I would say consistently for about four years. There was stuff before, you know, that. But I'm going to say consistently for four years. Still question my own intuition, especially when it comes to myself. So Good. Okay. I'm not the only one. <laughs> normal. <laughs> like, when is this going to go away? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I just try to, I, I guess, like, there's a part of me that likes the ritual. Um, I don't feel confined by the ritual. It's something that I just... I don't know. I can't explain it in any other way than it just brings me closer to whatever God is. Like just having those rituals just builds that relationship for me. I don't yeah. know. No, it may, and honestly, like it makes sense because like, let's think about like what our ancestors did. They were like any culture realistically was a real ritualistic culture, um, yes. you know? So like, it doesn't matter if you, you know, Cuban American, you're Italian American, like, you know, Irish American, whatever culture you are there are rituals involved in different like practices and beliefs and superstitions and whatever so like going back to that like root and like having you know that more like ritualistic or honestly even like a spiritual routine like honestly yeah. people work really well out of routine so like it makes sense that it like resonates kind of thing um it's just like the only thing like I personally like say about rituals is like just making sure like you don't you don't like not feel connected to spirit if you don't have them you know mm -hmm. The one thing I feel like Jesus did warn about in the Bible, I can't, like, I can't tell you exactly where, but he does talk about that. Um, and there's also like, you know, talking about like putting away 
the traditions of like the old so that you can make way for the new. And, but like the new is incorporating these two different ways, these like modern ways of worshiping Christ and these like older, more folky ways of worshiping Christ. And that's making way for it. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's just, you know, my two cents there. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that you say that. Cause it kind of reminds me. Um, and it's funny. Cause like, I feel like Jesus will like pull on my old, um, like my memory of being an evangelical Christian sometimes it'd be like, Oh, remember this thing I told you like five years ago, this is what this actually meant. Yep. <laughs> like, you know, so when you just said that, like, I remembered, you know, Jesus, like the whole reason why he was trying to teach about like the old rituals is because like they'd become so dead to the people. Like they were just mm-hmm. doing them just because they're like, Oh, well, this is just what we're supposed to do. Like we're supposed to burn this incense every whatever time of the month or whatever. Um, and Jesus was kind of like trying to show them like, hey, there's more to it. It's not just like the thing you have to do to not go to the fiery place. It's more exactly. like it's supposed to like stimulate some kind of like experience for you, I guess. Um, and yeah, I honestly, when I was an evangelical Christian, I was kind of stuck in that rut of like, well, I'm supposed to do this every Sunday and I'm supposed to do this like, yeah. you know, first fruits or whatever. Um but yeah, just like this whole deconstruction process has been like, no, like Jesus is like, no, like your relationship with me, like you don't have to do all this stuff. Like you do whatever you feel more comfortable with and whatever you feel like energizes you and gives you like, you know, passion. And I'll, you know, I don't know. I'll guide you. <laughs> I guess. I hope that makes sense. No, that makes a hundred percent sense. Like I, I totally resonate with what you're saying there. And then like, you know, um, the verse that kept popping into my head was in, I believe it's in James, it's the faith without works is dead. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So like these people were doing all of their like rituals in like a very passive manner and they weren't putting their faith into it or their intention into it. But we're like sitting here and like doing these works and like doing these like intentional spells to spend time with Jesus and like to draw him in and like to draw in like our ancestors and people and bring more love into the universe. And, you know, honestly, like, as you know, if you're remembering people from the past, it, that is a loving thing to do and it's like it's kind of like a selfless act because if you think about it you're not you have no you know like you have no like nobody's forcing you to, to pay tribute to your ancestors kind of thing nobody's forcing you to remember them or like to to want to remember them kind of thing so i don't know it almost feels like a loving way to involve jesus into your practice in general because you're like giving love to those who have crossed over if that makes sense yeah exactly yeah um cool i'm glad that made sense <laughs> because as i was talking about i'm like does that, that does that sound a little too woo woo is that too no, far up there? it's just the right amount of woo woo <laughs> that's the right that's what that's what we're going for here enough mundane with like enough woo woo that it's like good enough but we're not off the you know <laughs> hey if you resonate with being off the you know go right ahead <laughs> facts um <laughs> But anyway, is there anything else that you would like to add um, to this conversation about like your deconstruction or about ancestor work? No, I mean, honestly, the only thing I could add is just like, I would just want to tell people who are like kind of early in their deconstruction journey, like, don't be scared of where it's going to take you. Like none of us started our own, at least I don't think any of us started our deconstruction journey thinking this is the end point. Like, yeah. just be open to wherever it takes you. It might take you to something closer to Jesus witchery or something like that, or it might take you down a totally different path, but just be open-minded and enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot. I like that advice. That's really good advice. 
Um, mm-hmm. Thank you so much for chatting with me on this episode. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate your insight and your hearing more about your story. Um, is there somebody somewhere, somewhere on the internet that people get, I don't know what's been up with my like mouth this whole episode. <laughs> I just like, I'm like, uh, like stuttering. You're what and Mercury is not even in retrograde. That's the problem. It's because I was born during Mercury retrograde. So since Mercury is not in retrograde, I'm messing up. It's exactly okay. it, Christina. You just thrive in the chaos. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but anyway, is there anywhere on the internet that people can find you? Yeah. So um, I am actually trying to like literally did it like a couple weeks ago. So there's not much there yet. But you can find me on uh, Instagram at After the Olive Branch. Um, it's going to be a space where people can kind of just explore what their, you know, relationship is to Jesus during their deconstruction. So it's going to just be a safe space to kind of just explore that and just, you know, be in community with other people that are doing the same. Yeah, I, I love that. I'm going to leave the link for it in the show notes page. But thank you again for being on the show. Um, I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, Lena.